And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. I want us to go to our text this evening, Revelation chapter 20. It's my intention to focus on verse 4 and 5, but what I'll do, I'll do a quick review of verses 1 to 3. Amen? (laughs) Revelation chapter 20. Amen. Verses 4 and 5 is what I intend to unpack this evening. Uh, In verses 4 and 5, you'll see John is introducing to us another vision or a scene, S-C-E-N-E. Amen. If you can recall, we stated in the past, every time the Holy Spirit gave John a vision, every time he's introducing to us a vision given to him by God, uh, he uses the phrase, and I saw. Amen? And I saw. For that matter, the phrase, and I saw, is in the King James Version over 23 times. Amen? So, uh, let's read Revelation chapter 4 and 5. And then we'll go back. These are the verses I want to focus on. And then we'll go back and read Rev- Revelation 1. Uh, chapter 20 verse 1 to 3 and what i want to do tonight from the onset is i want to just from the questions i've been getting i realize many of us are aware of the information in the chapters the the occurrences so to speak but it's the sequence the progression of these occurrences that I think we're having some problems with. So what I'll do, I'll take my time and go through, I'll go back, I'll reach back to chapter 19, the last few verses, and then tie in chapter 20, amen, from the book of Revelation, so we can understand exactly the sequencing of the information, amen, as it unfolds. Revelation chapter 20 verse 4 reads, John is introducing to us another vision, another sin, given to him by God. He said, And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them. They sat upon them. Tonight we'll find out who they are. And also, not only did they sit upon them, judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them. So that's another group of people. Amen. He's introducing to us. Amen. He said, I saw they, and now I saw the souls of them that were beheaded can somebody say beheaded beheaded for the witness of jesus since this is going to happen in the future revelation is an is an eschatological book a future book it's telling us what's going to happen down the road amen the end has been told to us praise the lord there is no guest game that's why i told somebody it doesn't matter what's happening in the middle east it doesn't matter what's happening in ukraine in russia we know how it's going to end Amen? We know how it's going to end. No nuclear weapon is going to take out the world. No. Armageddon is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, the mighty conqueror, is going to win. The Antichrist will be given seven years. And then he'll be shut down. Glory be to God. Because our Lord is king. Then there'll be a thousand years. No devil is going to annihilate the world by influencing whether it's President Putin or President Xi, are you with me, saints? We know how it ends. So, as they say, chillax. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Oh, glory be to Don't get uh, on earth, on edge. Don't. You hang in there and rest. Praise the Lord. So we are told here, uh, he said, I saw the souls of them that were beheaded. They were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast. They refused to worship the beast. Neither his image is set up. Neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So we see not only those who are first told to us. The first John said I saw thrones. And I saw people on thrones. But in addition to these people, also those who were beheaded will reign. Amen? With Christ. And uh, tonight I want to... Uh, our our, the title of this sermon is A Word of Encouragement to the Tribulation Saints. Now, I'll get to it a little later because I want to review so we could understand the sequencing of the information. But there are some saints who are going to miss the rapture. And since you hear me, whenever I talk about that, I get very emotional, very saddened. Because today, there are Christians who are attending church. There are Christians who... Uh, confess the name of Jesus but they are not walking closely with him and when he comes and hovers in the atmosphere mm -hmm, and he calls for us and he takes this church every Christian has the Holy Spirit and we are going to be airborne because of the Holy Spirit we are going to be airborne and then when we all meet Jesus in the air those Christians who died before us uh, the grave is going to open not open but bust open uh-huh and <laughs> and then their spirits which are in heaven come and unite with their bodies immediately they're going to get the glorified body and they'll be will be hovering in the air defying gravity gravity has no power on the glorified body hallelujah hallelujah that's why angels can fly and do what they do because they are not limited by gravity and, and, and so we'll be here hovering and then when jesus say go we all just leave and go to heaven some Christians are going to miss that because they walk in disobedience. Since you hear me, those of you who are listening, this day is going to happen. The Bible is true. I think it's Psalms 12 verse 6 is God's word is pure word. It's pure. It is truth. God's, God doesn't have any motive for telling us that. He tells us that because he's a good God. God's word is pure words. You, you need to see. Can, let's go to the text quickly. Psalms 12, 6. Let me show you. Let me preface what I'm going to say with, by just explaining this psalm. Because it is so important. It says the word of the Lord's are what? Pure words. Are silver tried in a furnace of earth purified seven times. I say this to say that what we are telling you here, it is true. It is going to happen because God's word are pure words. And it's saying here, God's word has been tested over the years. Just like you take impurity out of silver by putting heat on the... Are you with me, saints? That's how you get impurity out of silver and gold. You, you put it in a furnace of fire to get the impurity out. So too, God's word has been tested over the years. And has it has emerged pure and true. Over 300 prophecies about Jesus Christ the Messiah was made. 
before he stepped on earth. And they all came true. And every time it seems, every time it seems like, every time it seems like one more nail is to be, is to be placed in the coffin of what I call, uh, 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 hear me since I'm looking for a, I was trying to get a metaphor here. Every time it seems like God's word is about to be buried by a nail of, a, of, a, of, of an atheist, one more evidence from the archaeologist emerges. Every time it seems like God's word is going down, the archaeologists, they discover a truth to substantiate the claim of scripture. So I'm saying that because God's word has been tested over the years and it has emerged pure and true. What we are talking about here tonight is going to happen. And it behooves you and I to ensure that we see Jesus as Lord. Not as Savior. He's not coming back as Savior. No, 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 no. He's not coming. He's coming back as Lord. Mm-hmm. So our text reads here. Revelation chapter 20. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was finishing up verse 4. Is that correct? And not only we are told here they refuse to take the mark the mark of the antichrist in their foreheads or in their hands and they lived and reigned with christ how many years a thousand years wow a thousand years verse 5 says but the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished and he's talking about the unsaved dead Okay, the unbelieving dead, they're going to stay in the grave until the thousand years is finished. After the thousand years elapsed, what we're going to have is the judgment of the unbelievers. They're going to come to the great white throne. The Bible says, you'll see, as you continue to read Revelation 20, when the great white throne appears, the earth they run from Jesus Christ because of his power and his glory and his splendor. Mm? How many of you are happy that you're on the Lord's side? <laughs> I'm taking my time to go through these. Of course, we get, I get a lot of questions through um, texts and, you know, even right here, written questions written. And I'm taking my time because I want us to understand what's going to happen. And hopefully we'll be burdened to minister the gospel to our friends, so to anything that moves or anyone who moves. Amen. Hopefully. Amen. That will happen. So we are told here that um, uh, the rest of the dead live not again until a thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. I mean, what is that about? Who are the souls of them that will be headed for the witness of Jesus Christ? What about the first resurrection? The second resurrection? Mm, we'll discuss shortly. But for now, let's quickly go over verses 1 to 3 of Revelation chapter 20. Amen. It's really self-explanatory though. Revelation 1 to 3. Revelation chapter 20, sorry. Verse 1 to 3. Let's read. Verse 1 says, And I saw again, you see, John is introducing to us another vision. Because it's preceded by the phrase, And I saw. Amen. I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hands. John tells us, Yeah, he saw an angel. Amen. Coming down from heaven with 
with what? With a key to the bottomless pit. We said the bottomless pit is the abyss. The abyss is a temporary holding place of confinement for wicked demons. Remember we said that. I think somebody asked me to explain the abyss again. It is a temporary holding place of confinement for wicked demons. The question then becomes, who are wicked demons? The wicked demons are those explained in Jude chapter 1 verse 6. Can you go to Jude 1 6 quickly? We are doing a quick review, so be with me. Amen. Jude chapter 1 verse 6. Let's investigate and see who the wicked demons are. We got it. Jude 1 6. It reads, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains and under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. There are some wicked demons that are in the abyss. They are chained in darkness. They'll never see the sunlight. Because, because one day, God is going to empty the abyss into the lake of fire. Amen. Because the Bible says they had not kept their first estate. This is what it means. These angels did not stay within the limits of authority God gave them. They did not fulfill their obligation of carefully guarding and maintaining the original position in which they were created. But transgressed those limits to invade territory which was foreign to them. Namely the human race. Amen. That's what first estate meant. They did not stay within the boundaries given to them. Alright. First estate here means domain. Estate here means domain. And it refers to a sphere of influence given to angels. The implication is that God assigned angels stipulated responsibilities. But they refused to stay within. Amen. The sphere given to them by God. So because of that, God chained them down in the abyss. I think 2 Peter 2 4 has a lot to say about that too. Can you go to 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 4? It reads, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, what did they do? Sinned. Jude told us they had not kept their first estate. Peter is, is explaining what Jude meant. Peter said they what? Sinned. Angels. And when angels, we're not talking about, the Bible is talking about demons. Fallen angels, amen. It is it is inferred here. We are not told that, but it's inferred here because God does have good angels. Name a few. Can anybody name two good angels? Michael and Gabriel, amen. Mikey and Gabe. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So he so uh, uh, can anybody name one bad angel? Lucifer, the devil, amen. He's a fallen angel. Oh, glory be to Jesus. So verse 1 continues. Not only did the, <coughs> the angel have a key to the bottomless pit. Revelation chapter 20 verse 1 quickly. Not only did he have a key to the bottomless pit. But there is more. Tell somebody there is more. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he also had a great chain in, in what? In his hands. And now, we, now, now we, we suppose that this is Michael. Amen. That's what he suppose. We do not know who it is. Because the identity of the angel was not given here. But because Michael and the devil has had a few tussles. Recorded for us in scripture. We just assume it's Michael. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Some people think it's Jesus. We do not know. But I'll tell you what. When we go to heaven we'll know. <laughs> Amen. One day. One day we'll know him as we are. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so what else are we told? 
verse 2 and he laid hold on the dragon angel Gabriel, um, Michael if he is the one laid hold on the dragon that old serpent which is the devil Satan and bound him for how many years you see a thousand years keep coming all the time coming because it's going to happen it is for real amen so angel so, so uh, angel Gabriel laid hold on the dragon in order to help us understand who that dragon is uh, he's given a lot of names how many names are given to him here three or four so the dragon is called the old serpent he's also called whom the devil and he's called you cannot miss him god wants you to know who he is not only god wants you to know who he is god wants you to see he's powerless he can be chained oh glory be to god are you getting what i'm saying saints uh, he, he 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 will be chained thank you in the future this is future are you with me saints so god wants you to see the devil will be chained like an ordinary angel there is no big deal with respect to god mm? oh glory be to god how many of you feel encouraged because of that the devil cannot do you what he wants when he wants how he how you have to cooperate with him <laughs> verse 3 quickly verse 3 and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations what till what the thousand years should be fulfilled wow and after that he must be loosed a little season wow what a blessing a seal was placed after he was chained a seal was placed upon him why that he should deceive the nations no more that's you know that's the only weapon the devil has deception he has to deceive you to get you to cooperate with him he comes with his thoughts and you can either say yeah or nay mm -hmm. that's all and if you say yeah with him you've empowered him like eve did Eve went along with his suggestion and when you do you've practically empowered the devil to destroy you because his aim is to steal to kill and to destroy let me give you an imagery let me let, let me show you what the devil wants to do to every christian every christian hear me you remember when samson was captured you remember that what was the very first thing they did to samson when he was captured he, well what they, yeah the overall thing what they did was humiliate him what was the very thing they did the very first thing took out his eyes took out his eyes when your eyes are gone that's it you cannot see a thing you cannot go anywhere you are practically helpless that's what the devil wants to do to christians make them helpless and the second thing they did was what after they took his eyes out yes they bound him and publicly disgraced him that's what the devil wants to do to every christian that's what make you helpless and disgrace you how he does that how does he do that to every christian anybody volunteers no no anybody knows by taking your name and your reputation that's why the bible says the first prerequisite for minister is he must be above reproach that's the devil's plan for every christian that's what he's trying to do and since that is why we have to be the bible says in this last days we, we have to be, we got to be very perceptive we have to understand what is what's going on you want to have to step back and analyze the thoughts that's coming to us what's going to be the end of that action if i go that way what's going to happen here not just go along with it 
not just go along with the suggestion. Anyhow. So his goal is, his only weapon is deception. Only weapon he has is deception. And you, you and I, we must keep that in mind. He has, we have to cooperate with the devil. We have to say what he says. And then when we say what he says, what he suggests, it turns into a feeling, an emotion. And then we act on that emotion. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, or ugly? Sorry, it's never good. It's always bad or ugly. Sorry. <laughs> We're talking about the devil, amen? All right. So for a thousand years, amen, he will be bound. And we are told he will be loosed. At, for, for what? Verse He'll be loosed for a, a little season. And somebody asked the question, Pastor, why would God release a bad devil <laughs> for a little season after his incarceration for a thousand? Why would God do that to us? Well, God is not doing that to us, brothers and sisters. Amen. Keep in mind, this is the end. This is, this is near the end. Amen. Because after the thousand years, Praise the Lord. We are going to have what is called, we are going to move into eternity. The thousand years is not eternity. The thousand year is, is God's way of telling us, this is how I intended my earth to be. From Eden, it did not happen. So this is what I want. I wanted a utopia for my people. A place of peace and relaxation and togetherness where people where people thrive and there is no sickness or disease. That's what the millennium is about. It's about it's about fixing what went wrong in Eden. Mm -hmm. Because God has to show the devil, you cannot deter my plan. My plan will come through anyhow. You cannot stop me. Mm. Because one day is like a thousand years. To God and a thousand years like one day. So that's what that's what uh, um, uh, the, the thousand year, the millennial run is about. And God is making us Christian, those of us who are uh, who who will have the glorified body. Look, look, the, the real Eternals are going to be Christians. Have you seen that movie, The Eternals? Yeah, that's going to be us because we'll have glorified body, and people who go through a tribulation enter the millennium will have bodies where they can die we won't be able to die because we'll have the bodies like jesus christ man i know it sounds like a movie but it's not because jesus had that same body that glorified body you remembered the disciples the, the apostles the 12 of them were in a room one night amen they, they had a potluck and jesus just appeared the door was closed <laughs> that glorified body went through the walls and just appeared and said boys what's up and then he said Thomas come here and he showed Tom he gave are you getting me saints that's the kind of body we're going to we're going to have and that's what the millennium is about it's about showing us or correcting what went wrong in Eden how many of you are happy there'll be no Democrats in there there'll be no republicans in there there'll be no independence in there do, do, do you know what hurts me is when i see a christian who's a party affiliated first before they're christian that's what sickens me yeah because you're christian first 
Yes, that's what really disappoints me. And, 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 and you see us, brothers and sisters, you know, falling out of friendship with one another because of a party. A party? Because, uh, because we, our mind, we are not, on, we are not heavenly minded. We are earthly minded and bound by a man or a woman making promises. They are going to die. Yeah, our, our loyalty should be to God and Christ and towards one another. Whoever you vote, that's not my business. It's not my business. I just don't want us to fall out based on who you vote. That's not my business. And who I vote, that's not your business either. But we should stay Christian. That's why I love the idea of the millennial reign. Nobody will say, nobody will say, are you a Democrat? Are you a Republican? Are you an independent? That, that will not be there. And it's time we begin to grow and, 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 and be Christians first in every area. Well, you know what I'm saying? That I've lost good friends, good friends, even pastor friends, because I take a stand to be a Christian first. And not be party affiliated. The devil is a liar. Well, let me move on here. Let me move on here. Look, for Christ I live. He's the one I'm going to stand before. Amen. Well, let me move on here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we are told here that someone asks, why is he going to be? Why lose a bad devil after he's done so much mayhem? Why lose him? Well, this is why God is going to lose the devil for a season. And hear me carefully, since because I need you to understand that quickly. How many of you think that's an excellent question? <laughs> yes. You see, the people who live in the millennium for 1,000 years, they'll be living in a perfect world, a complete utopia. In the absence of the devil. Don't you forget the devil is bound. There is no deception. No testing. No trial. Uh-huh. Amen. No death. No bugging. No stealing. No rebellion. It's going to be a perfect world. Because Jesus and us, we're going to rule. We're going to have glorified bodies. We're going to appear and disappear. I know it sounds like a fairy tale. But, <laughs> you know, I just said... Wow, this is going to be awesome. My God, he's awesome. Hallelujah. And so they will, they will have to be given the opportunity to, to exercise their free will. To accept Christ as we did. You see? Because they won't be tested by the devil. Mm -hmm. Are you with me, saints? They won't be tempted. How many of you believe that we have been tempted and tested by the devil now? And you have to make a decision to serve Christ. They have to go through the same thing. They have to get a test of what we are going through. So the devil has to be loosed. So they can voluntarily accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. They don't just get a pass and go to eternity. You have to decide to accept Christ. So God is going to loose that devil one more time for a little season to deceive Let's say try to deceive all those who were born during the millennial reign. Because there are people who are going to go through the tribulation, enter the millennium. Are you with me, saints? They're going to, people are going to outlast the devil, the seven year hell on earth. They're going to outlast it, some of them, and then enter the millennium. And these people are going to have kids. 
in the millennium, we who are returning with Christ won't be able to have kids because we'll have the glorified body. But the people who enter the millennial reign of Christ, who went through the tribulation, they'll have mortal bodies, they'll have kids, and they're going to repopulate the earth. And listen, let me let me just give you a some commentators believe that how many people we have on the earth now? Seven, eight billion? Eight, seven billion. Eight about yeah. It is projected that about 800 to 1. to 1.6 million million is going to enter the millennium if the population doubles every 20 years they're going to, we're going to live for a thousand years mm -hmm. if the population doubles every 20 years there's going to be close to 70 to 78 trillion people after the thousand years over think of the amount of people I mean, the planet will be populated from every corner of the planet because Jesus will be Lord. Everything is going to grow beautifully. Nice mangoes and nice guavas, praise the Lord. Nice apples, praise God. Because Jesus is now in control. Good fruit, amen. There'll still be fast food. Yeah, glory be to God. There'll still be, those of you who want to eat fast food. But <laughs> everything is going to be wonderful because Jesus is reigning. There'll be no shortage. Amen. There'll be no uh, um, inflation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can somebody say thank you Jesus? Man, Jesus is going to make it good. Hallelujah. No high interest rates. Praise the Lord. My God, I thank you. No student loans. Glory be to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. I can see these smiles. Can somebody say thank you, Jesus? Hallelujah. Since he's going to make it good for us, for what we're going through here on this earth, he's going to make it good. Amen. So they assume that 70 to 70 trillion people will be on earth. These people must all be tested by the devil to make a voluntary choice to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. Amen. And it's unfortunate as you read through the book of Revelation, you're going to see that many of them are going to say no to Jesus. After living in a completely utopia, in a beautiful society, think about it. They're going to turn against Jesus. Bible says they're going to come from the north, Gog and Magog. In other words, Russia. That's what Gog and Magog means. Some of you looking at me. <laughs> They're going to come down from the north and surround Jerusalem. The Russian and the Chinese. Can I make it clear? They're going to come down and surround Jerusalem. And fire is going to come down from heaven. Yeah, for their rebellion. After living in such a wonderful, complete utopia. Still turn against Jesus Christ. You know better. You see, that's why you need to choose Christ. We must be given the opportunity to choose Jesus Christ. They're going to rebel and fire is going to come and consume every one of them. N notice again, there is no fight. <laughs> Woo, glory. Just fire from heaven. Rain down fire. Notice when, My when, it, when Michael came to chain the devil, there was no fight. No, no, no. No wrestling. <laughs> the kingdom of darkness is powerless. 
that's what I'm trying to communicate. They have no power. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 20, he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore and teach because I've given you that power. That's what Jesus said. All power in every jurisdiction I have power. On every level I have power. I died for it. I took it back from the devil. Think about it, saints. That's why I'm saying there is no fight. When the devil was chained, there is no fight. When Jesus came at the end of Matthew, at the end of Revelation 19, when he came for, the, for, the, for, the, uh, for Armageddon, when he came for Armageddon, there was no fight. He just spoke. And that was, he just spoke a word and people died. That's it. Because he has all power. All power. Oh, you haven't seen powers yet. Now he's the intercessing, he's the intercessor Lord. Now he's interceding for the church. He's praying for you and I in heaven. Saying, Father, you know, I can identify with him. I can identify with her. Amen. Because he's a, a high priest who's touched with the very feeling of our infirmities. He feels you because he had that body. He knows what we're going through. So we have perfect representation in heaven. But don't you get it twisted. He's Lord. <laughs> Woo, glory be to Jesus. He is what? Lord. Wow. Wow. The Lord Jesus is going to make it good. So you hang on there. Amen. Don't you turn your back on the Lord Jesus. Don't you give up. Look around. The earth is falling apart. The world system is collapsing. You need truth to stand on. There is nothing in the world you can stand. There is no rock in the world. There is no Christ in, on Christ. The solid rock. I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand the world is looking for truth and peace they'll never get truth nor peace because the prince of peace is the only one who can usher peace into the world anybody know who's the prince of peace yes hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah he's the prince of peace hallelujah thank you jesus so verse four if we can jump into verse four quickly Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 20. Thank you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm just trying to move quickly because I. So verse 4. Now, at the, now this is what's happening. Verse 4. So hear this quickly. End of Reve Revelation chapter 19 at the end. The Bible tells us Jesus came Armageddon. Battle of Armageddon. The Antichrist came with his armies surrounded Jerusalem. You remember that? Jesus appeared with us because with the rapture, we're going, in, we're going to heaven. We are coming back with Jesus at the end of Revelation chapter 19. Praise the Lord. You remember the, you, you remember the exhibit I showed? <laughs> well, I don't have the exhibit tonight. But, so at the end of Revelation 19, after Armageddon, Jesus has won. He chained the Antichrist. He's chained the false prophet and the drag up, oh, sorry, the antichrist and the false prophet, and he's going to throw them in the lake of fire. Let's read what Revelation 19 20 says. I'm going to give you the sequence of the events. Amen. Revelation chapter 19, verse 20. You got it? It reads, and the beast was taken. 1920. And the beast was taken with him, the false prophet that wrought miracles before him. 
with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshiped the image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with. Mm -hmm. So we see this is what happening. This is what's happening since. Are, are you are you seeing the timeline? You seen the you seen the timeline? Hmm? Armageddon. Antichrist. False prophet. Lake of fire. Revelation 20. The dragon. God hasn't dealt with him as yet. Because the dragon is the one who's deceived, who has deceived the Antichrist and the false prophet. So 20, God dealt with the Antichrist and the false prophet. Chapter 20 is going to deal with the dragon, which is the source of the problem. You see? Chapter 20, verse 1. He's going to deal with the dragon, the devil, mm -hmm, Lucifer. And what he did, he chained him down, put him in the, the, the bottomless pit, the abyss. Right? For a thousand years. Ah, now verse 4 is coming. Now he's going to establish his millennium. He's going to set up the kingdom. That's what verse 4 is introducing us to. Verse 4 starts, what's the phrase verse 4 starts with? And I saw, here's another vision. It's been introduced, praise the Lord. And I saw, what he saw? Thrones. That word thronos, thrones is thronos. T-R-H-N-O-S. And uh, uh, positions of authority. Praise the Lord. John is in. He said, I saw thrones. What else he said? And they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. For the word of God. Beheaded because they chose not to worship the beast. Beheaded because they chose not to worship his image. Beheaded because they chose not to receive his mark. His mark in the foreheads and on their hands. Amen. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So God is about to usher in his kingdom. There is a, there is a verse, I think, in, Re in Revelation chapter 7. Revelation chapter 13, I think it's verse 11. It says, and the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our God. And that's what you see happening now. It's, oh, I think I made a mistake. Not Revelation 13. But anyhow, it's one of the chapters, verse 11. It says, And the kingdom of this world hath become what? The kingdoms of our God and of his Christ, and he shall reign. That's, what's going, that's what God is putting in order now. John is seeing the initial stages of the government of Jesus. He said, I saw thrones. Amen? And he said, These are not empty thrones. The thrones that people sitting down on them. Now, this is what I want to show you. Who are the people sitting down on the thrones? And that's what I want to investigate tonight. Because you see, up until that time, we have Old Testament saints who have been to heaven. We have New Testament saints who have been to heaven. Praise the Lord. Amen. So let's look at Revelation chapter, uh, Revelation chapter 4, if I may. Is it 4? Yeah, Revelation chapter 4, verse 4. Amen? And round about the throne, God's throne, were four and, and, and four and twenty seats. How many seats? In Revelation chapter 4, John said, he was given a vision, he was taken to heaven, and he saw God's throne. And round about God's throne, he saw 24 seats. That word seats here is a thronos. 
that means thrones are you with me thrones that greek word here is t-r-t-h-r-o-n t-r-t-h-r-a-n-o-s all right 24 thrones and i saw four and 20 what elders sitting so these are the first part of revelation chapter 20 verse 4 when he said i saw thrones and they that sat upon them he's referring to the four and 24 elders now who are the four and 24 elders well these are 12 apostles represent the old testament church sorry backward the 12 patriarchs sorry the 12 patriarchs the 12 tribes represented the old testament church and the 12 apostles represents what the new testament church okay so so the thrones here are representing the old testament saints 12 tribes 12 patriarchs amen and the new testament another 12 24 elders so it's israel and the church coming together amen are you, you can see are you seeing what i'm talking about now okay so god is introducing to us first in revelation chapter 20 verse 4 who are the people that sitting on these thrones and i thank god for what we have been told here because there is a last set of people amen who went through a tribulation they are called tribulation saints these are christians who missed the rapture and not only christians who missed the rapture these are also christians who got saved people who got saved during the tribulation the devil is going to be given seven years seven years to reign seven years where the bible say he's given power over the saints wow seven years where the name of jesus has no power can you imagine living seven years in the absence of god and the bible says god gave the devil power to overcome the sins he's going to destroy he's going to hunt them down and see what the bible says he's going to do what's the word here given to us in revelation chapter 20 verse 4 what's the word here there's a word here in revelation 20 verse 4 it says behead why use behead why not just say killed because the devil's goal to reign with jesus you hear me christian brothers and sisters you hear me this is my appeal to you to reign with jesus after living here and missing the rapture the only way you can reign with jesus is if you are decapitated by the devil so you can miss the rapture if you want but no if you want to reign with jesus you will be beheaded your head will be on the chopping block the bible says it not me you, you right here i saw the souls of them that were beheaded why use behead is because god is trying to motivate us motivate us motivate us <laughs> he's trying to motivate the tribulation sense hang in there because you're going to run with me even if the devil takes your head i will make you rule and reign with the old testament sins with the new testament sins you just go through it I, so i've decided to settle for the first flight the rapture yes sir 
<laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I thank God for his grace. It's because of God's grace. He gave them that opportunity. Because he realized, brothers, even though they did not walk with him, as should and they missed the rapture, he still kept an open door for them. Wow. That is why I love Jesus the way I do. He's such a wonderful Lord. Always keeping the lights on, open. The lights on, sorry, Motel 6. Always keeping the lights on. Always making a way. Always keeping the door open. Always giving us opportunities. I'm hoping, brothers and sisters, what's been written here for us will motivate us to stay the course and will provide a reason, give us a reason for us to start ministering and talking to people. We have two more chapters in the book of Revelation. There is so much in the book of Revelation. We'll get into the first death and the second death. Amen. Next week. But I pray in the name of Jesus Christ tonight. That a fire will be, will be lit in our hearts. An urgency. Glory be to Jesus. We'll not rest until we begin to open up our mouths. And ask God to bring the right people our way. So we can minister. Father, there are those out there who need Jesus. There are those out there you've called but they haven't come. Send them across our paths, Father. Give us opportunities, I pray. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So we could minister to your people. Help us, Lord God. Give us the boldness we need. The insight, the perception we need in the name of Jesus Christ. So we could represent you out there, Lord God. Oh God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We magnify your name. We, if you're looking tonight and you are not saved, tonight is a good night to get saved. To move from darkness to his marvelous light. If you're not saved, pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I recognize I'm a sinner. I could not help myself. Thank you for sending Jesus to take away my sins. Say, Jesus, I make you my Lord. Say, say, say Jesus, I make you my Lord. Now and forever, if you pray this prayer, you move from darkness to his marvelous light. Send us a note at iogmtally at gmail.com. iogmtally at gmail.com. I will personally read it and get back with you like I do. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We'll send you some information to help you in your Christian walk. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. 
I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.